The Elevation Motivation Podcast with your host, Kristen Van Tilburg. Join Kristen as she helps you to bring more of God into your business and into your life. Learn from Kristen and her guests as they share stories about their decisions to open their hearts to the perspective of the Holy Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to deepen His presence in your everyday situations will positively impact your ability to serve the kingdom of God in everything you do. Now, here is your host, Kristen Van Tilburg. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Van Tilburg here today to with a special message for all you control freaks. And I know that the, there's a lot of people in this audience that are control freaks because people who are entrepreneurial and run companies tend to have that as one of their top saboteurs. So I know this show is for you and I hope you get a lot out of it. We're going to really expose the fatal flaw of being a control freak and, and hopefully build a great solid case for you to start to notice those tendencies and give them up over to the Holy Spirit so that you can become um, more humble and more open and more curious about the people around you instead of living in this illusion that by controlling everything you're creating the best for everyone involved. I know that's what that saboteur tells you but that's not the case and so we really want to open that up today and make it possible for you to nail that guy when he is running the show and tell him to go sit on the bench. He really doesn't have a place in your game anymore and the game that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you into. There's no need and no room for a control freak. Okay, so let's get started. The uh, control freak is really someone who is dealing with a lot of anxiety and controlling situations is how you have figured out can, can reduce your own anxiety and give you a sense that the outcome is in your hands and you can make it happen. So you need to take charge control the situation, control the other people in the situation. And if everybody will just do what you want them to do, then everything will be all right. And that's the way that you're thinking. And the trouble is, it's just not always true. In fact, oftentimes it's not true. The Holy Spirit has a whole different agenda for the challenges that come to us in life. And when we are not open to the Holy Spirit's perspective on things, we end up maybe getting our own way and maybe getting less than what God's best would be for us. So that's the, that's the big challenge for us today is to really begin to notice how, even though we think we know what's best, that's a certain arrogance. And if we come to open up and understand that that may not be God's best, then we have an opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit in to shift our perspective on how things need to go. And when we do that, we find that, that instead of trying to bring life into alignment with our way, we are bringing ourselves into alignment with how God would have it be. And believe me, friends, that is the way that you can really feel happy and fulfilled, not to get your way, but to align your will with God's way. Okay. So some of the uh, characteristics of the control freak is a real strong energy, a strong need to control and to take charge. So if you know yourself to be a take charge person, we're talking about you now. 
And whether we're talking about you to level 10 or you to level eight or you to level six, it doesn't really matter. But the highest, the highest control freaks tend to be very successful people. It's not that your way doesn't necessarily work. It's that your way isn't necessarily God's best for you or for anyone else in the situation. And so by finding a recognition of that, seeing some of the, the cost of having tried to control people and circumstances and the price that you've paid for that, then you can begin to consider that God may have a better perspective and open up to see what that might be. A lot about controllers is that they're competitive because there are other people in the crowd that would like to exert their influence. And so the natural born controller is going to compete with anybody else who might be vying for that power position. So another way to identify yourself as a controller is if you have a real highly competitive streak. You wanna take charge physically and you wanna take charge emotionally. And if that means a conflict, well, in your mind, so be it. You're not one to step away from a challenge, right? A very, you're a willful person and you're confrontational and you consider yourself a very straight talker. No BS is your policy. You're going to tell people how it is and your way is the right way and their way is not the right way. And so your job is to force your opinion onto other people. And that's only for their own good, right? That's what you tell yourself. It's for their own good. I know what's best. I know what's best for my company. I know what is best for my family. And if they don't agree with me, well, they're just wrong. They need to come along with me and they'll see sooner or later that I was right. Okay, well, what do you think happens when people go along with you because they're afraid of, of this confrontation or they've had a confrontation with you and you've beat them down? That's a phrase that controllers like to use. I beat them down because that's how they see it. You know, other people have been rising up and they beat them down. So when you beat down your colleagues, when you beat down your employees, when you beat down your family, you've actually driven a wedge between you and those people. And again, this is not desirable. You can win the battle and lose the war here. So this is what, why we're here today, to expose this deep flaw at the center of this way of being with people called the controller. Now, this confrontational, straightforward, no BS manner, oftentimes is very off-putting to people that have a different dominant saboteur. So your saboteur and their saboteur can easily get it into cross purposes with each other. And when you force your opinion on them and they are beat down and forced to accept your opinion, the relationship is damaged. And now instead of growing together, claiming God's best for all parties involved, now you've won, they've lost in their hard feelings. Uh, also, controllers are people that love to beat the odds. They like to take on the impossible situation and triumph over it. They're often people that will take big risks. They're often people that will take on a challenge that no one else wants to take on. And in that way, controllers are oftentimes larger than life. And they win the admiration of other people because they've been willing to do things that no one else would do. 
And, and there's a lot about that that's very good. Controllers will get things done that other people are not able to get done. It's just a question of, are they, are they in alignment with God's will when they take this on? If you are in alignment with God's will, then more power to you. Your victory at that point creates the best situation for all concerned because that's what God wants for people. But if you prevail in a situation where you are not aligned with God's will, then your idea of what's best for everybody may fall short of what God's best for everybody would be. Uh, now, you know, one of the dark sides of the controller is that you feel more comfortable when you control other people, when people just knuckle under and do what you want them to do. This is your comfort zone. And what you have to recognize is that even though you are comfortable with this situation, you aren't actually achieving the highest and best outcome. Ultimately, when the CEOs that I work with that have been ultimately very successful in their business look around at the carnage that they've created at some point and they say, wait a minute, what have I done? My family is estranged. My colleagues are estranged. My coworkers don't like me. My employees don't speak to me. What I've won, but at what cost? So don't let this be you. If you're beginning to understand that you have these tendencies, what we need to do is, is begin to open that up so that you can see it when it's going on and you can actually ask the Holy Spirit for help to, to see the situation from an enhanced perspective so that instead of dominating and getting your way by force, you're actually beginning to lead people to be pulling them toward you, not because you're right, but because you're on God's side and God is right. This, is, this creates deepening of relationships. This creates intimacy. This creates bonding. This creates a success that everyone can share. It's not you against the world. It's you and God creating what God would have you create. Your highest purpose, your best mission, your deepest contribution. That's what is really going to be fulfilling to you. The success that you experience that way will be a success that's deeply satisfying because not only have you succeeded, but God's will has come to pass for all involved and everybody is experiencing a win-win situation with you. That is what your heart is truly longing for. The saboteur controller is based in fear, not based in love. When you surrender to the to the perspective of the Holy Spirit, you're surrendering to seeing things through the eyes of love. And when you see through the eyes of love, the outcome that you create is a win-win situation for all involved. Now, one thing that I can say about a lot of controllers is that they are somewhat unconscious to the fact that this is their saboteur that's leading them. And so when other people get hurt, they're, sometimes they're a little bit surprised, like, well, why are you taking it that way? Why are you upset with me about that? Can't you see that it was the best thing? Well, that's what I'm trying to ask you to do is wake up and smell the coffee here, friends. When people are looking at you with a hurt expression, you need to recognize that you've played a role in that. That needs to be a big red flag for you that your saboteur has won a battle and lost a war. 
that's when you need to be taking a step back and taking this into your prayer life and saying, Holy Spirit, show me where I lost my way here. Show me how I can make this right. Show me how I can, I can shift out of a commitment to my way and, and come into alignment with your will. And also, finally, this in-your-face, no-BS, brutal truth kind of orientation, uh, people interpret this as criticism and anger. And again, those are emotions that and actions that divide and destroy relationship, not build relationship. So your thoughts, if you are a controller, the way that you think about this is either I'm in control or out of control. And both of those are fear-based. I hope you can see that depending on how, how much of what I'm saying is making sense. Needing to have your will or feeling like events are rolling along and you don't have an influence, those are both fearful reactions. Uh, a love-based reaction is God's will. I'm in, I am surrendered to bringing forth what God wants out of this situation. So there's no fear there. There's only, only the desire to be in obedience, to be uh, a servant, to be an uplifter, an encourager, not a dominator, not a forcer, not a controller, but to lead like Jesus did with gentleness and kindness. And that's possible, friends. That's really possible. You think if you work hard enough, you can and should control the situation so that it goes your way. There's your little red flag, my way. When you're saying my way, not God's way, you know that you've fallen under the spell of the controller saboteur. Uh, other thoughts are others want and need me to take control. They need me to do this. Can't they see that I have their best in mind? Well, you may think that you do, but when your plan is not surrendered to the Holy Spirit, the truth is that you don't. I mean, it's, I understand that you want to feel that you want the best for other people, but when you're not taking their needs and values and their opinions and their perspective into account, when you're not taking these issues to the Holy Spirit and feeling guided by the power of love in your heart, then truly, friends, you have to tell yourself the truth. This is not a loving approach to a situation. Now, if you feel hurt, and rejected, you're probably on the dark side of the controller where you've tried to control and your way didn't come out on top. So now you're feeling hurt, you're feeling rejected. Why don't they wanna do things the way that I want it done? Can't they see that I want the best for them? Well, you've, take, you've not taken their perspective into account. And again, the win-win situation is the, is the situation that the Holy Spirit will create for you. Now, the feelings of the controller is there's a lot of anxiety for controllers. Fear. Fear is the basis of all the saboteurs in one way or another. But for the controller, the anxiety that the controller feels when they're not in control is just a fear-based expression. And it's the uncertainty of what will happen when I'm not in control that is sort of the hallmark of the controller mentality. Uh, when you're angry and intimidating, when others don't follow you, those are feelings that, you, that are typical of a controller that's not getting their way. 
impatient with other people's feelings. Why don't they see that what I want is best? Why are they hurt? Why are they angry? Why are they opposing me instead of letting me give them what I know is best for them? When you start feeling like that, you know that you're in controller mode. Um, and these feelings of hurt and rejection, as I mentioned a minute ago, if when that's happening, you know, you know that the controller is running, running your perspective in that moment. Now there are lies that controllers tell themselves. Uh, they think if I don't control the situation, nothing's going to get done. These people need a leader. They need to do what I say they need to do. They need to do it when I say that I need to do it. And, and that's just the way that it has to be. That's a controller attitude. That's a lie that a controller wants to believe. People need me to control. No, they don't. Uh, people need a push. If I, if I don't push somebody, if I don't set this deadline and, and hold their feet to the fire, they won't get it done. No, this is a controller attitude. You need to be motivating people with the desire to, to join you in achieving the goals of the Holy Spirit. Your, your motivation when it's pure is not about yourself. It's about love. It's about God's will. And so you know, it's very clear, really, once you get used to having the right eyes to look at this situation when you're in controller mode. When you're in controller mode, you're not interested in God's way. You're interested in your own way. Uh, other people need my, me to push them. If I don't control, I'll be controlled. This is a big fear for controllers is that other people are trying to control me and nobody's going to control me. I will not be told what to do. I am the boss. Nobody bosses me. You're not the boss of me. Does that sound familiar? That's a controller attitude. Uh, I'm trying to get the job done for all our sakes. That's an also a justification lie the controller will tell. It's for every. It's for the best for everyone. If I if if people do what I want, if they do things my way, that'll be the best for them too. Not necessarily, friends. You have to let go of deceiving yourself that way. Now, the impact on yourself and others is that, as we've said. The intimacy and the bonds, the positive bonds between you and other people and between you and life and between you and God are really fractured when you get your way, no matter what the cost. So you need to be able to see that if you're building your success on top of a controller saboteur, ultimately there will be no fulfillment because the very people that you want to celebrate your success with <coughs> the people that you want to share your success with will not feel happy for you because your success has come at their expense. Okay. Uh, the other side is that the controller generates a lot of anxiety in the way that they go about trying to win the situation and their perception of how to win. And so this doesn't ultimately get you what you want, which is a win-win outcome where everybody's happy and where you feel like God is happy with you, where you've been the servant of God's will. So the bravado of the controller is born in childhood 
when a child is thrust into a situation where they're having to fend for themselves a lot, for whatever reason, the parents are either absent or maybe they're ill or maybe they have an addiction. Um, many children of alcoholics become controllers because in order to survive the chaotic childhood that the child of an alcoholic lives, the child begins to take on more and more responsibility, making excuses for the parent. So oftentimes this controller personality, this controller saboteur is, a, is an effective strategy for a child to think that they have control, even though obviously they don't. But the fear and anxiety, the uncertainty that a child faces when they're being raised by a parent that is either uh, incapable of truly parenting with love or unwilling to parent with love leaves the child in an untenable position. And so in order to cope with the uncertainty of life with a person, a parent or two parents like that, the child assumes this identity that I can control everything. And this is the way that they navigate a difficult childhood. So underneath the controller powerful exterior, there is a hurt child who was unable to depend on the caretakers that were around him or her. It's also associated with being hurt, rejected, betrayed, and the pain of that vulnerability. The person that's been through that experience will say, I will never be vulnerable again, my way or the highway. So I hope that we've really done a good job of unpacking the controller saboteur today so that you can see that you don't want to win the game of life through control. The Holy Spirit has a whole different way of working through you into situations and creating a win-win outcome for you and the people that you work with, the people that you employ and the people that you love. So I invite you friends to really begin to notice when this control saboteur has got you in its clutches and is destroying the relationships that ultimately mean the most to you. I look forward to being with you again next time as we unpack another saboteur. In the meantime, I wish you all the best. God loves you and so do I. Bye for now. You have been listening to the Elevation Motivation Podcast with Kristen Van Tilburg. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you will be notified every time we publish a new episode. Visit us on Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and review. Your feedback will help us to spread this positive message. Join us next time as we learn from Kristen and her guests how to positively impact your life and business by opening to the perspective of the Holy Spirit. Visit our website at elevationmotivation.com. Download the free resources available for you there, which are designed to help you grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That website address again is elevationmotivation.com.